We are all recording. Yeah, time dot is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but tell me, which cat do you think, uh, like a cat boy or a dog boy? Do- dog boy. <laughs> you think we already be, like, said dog boy. But dog boys are so, like, variant. Like, am I, like, a pit boy, a pit bull boy, or am I, like, a Boston Only Terrier boy? Only you can know boy? your own persona. This is something you have to decide. This isn't a result. This is just like a like a yeah or like a this is like a vibes check. Yeah, this is a vibe check. You're like playful doggy boy. A play- yeah, dog that boy. doesn't tell me what kind of dog. A cat. <laughs> like a, like a like a wants breed specificity. Like a pit bull. Yeah, like a pibby. Like a pibby. Yeah, like a pibby. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <more> coffee. <laughs> uh, that's my new like uh, it's like tender bio name is Pibby Boy. <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus! Uh, the quote of the day from Time Dot is: "Is age yeah. is a case of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter." Exactly. That's why Satchel we're all page. I fully mind all the time, and that's why I have to take anxiety medicine. That's real pibby boy energy. I <laughs> nothing matters except for fun. So what time are we clapping? <laughs> Yeah, really. Right, yeah. Don't say it like that. We should do that right now. <laughs> what right. time are we clapping? Oh, hello. I didn't see you there, Internet. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report. A podcast from Yotsa Ben and Friends where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. Tiago. Yeah. And Rose. Hi. Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. We are here. In the year of our Lord, 2023, and we are starting a brand new game, which is Ace Attorney Investigations 2, Miles Edgeworth. We have all played the first case, the tutorial case of that game, Turnabout Target. Uh, We're recording early in the morning, so uh, please bear with us. Uh, That's freaking 11. Well, Too I'm saying early. that in defense of I'm just saying that in defense of some of our less morning inclined, I'll you know, defend myself. cast members. Me and Gas are like early morning. Like, oh hell yeah, the sun's out. I got so much time in the day. Meanwhile, Rose is. Well, I fucking wake up at the crack of dawn. There's birds screaming out my window. No, thank you, Miss Snowmeister <laughs> over here. Yeah, I guess <laughs> whatever that means. You know, like Mr. I have to get up every day between five forty-five and seven. Every day I wake up. Yep. <sighs> yep. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> we all so. wake up every day. <laughs> Some of me? us don't don't wake up. Every once in a while, wake up. So it's been one week since the last game. An assassination attempt on the president of Zhang Fa at Gord Lake causes chaos. And only one man can handle this job, Miles Edgeworth. Local local prosecutor. President Di Jun Huang escapes with his life thanks to his bodyguards and hides away inside his plane. Meanwhile, Edgeworth and Gumshoe begin investigating outside in the park and bump into an eclectic cast of characters such as the nervous and wimpy Winston Payne, Lotta Hart's hyperactive protege, Nicole Swift, a definitely not Shelly to killer ice cream man, John Doe. Our plucky Yatagarasu K. Faraday is back. And the president's bodyguard, Horace Knightley. Oh, are you uh, curious about that other bodyguard, Ethan Rook? Mm, well, about him, he's dead. The killer admits, yes, he was here to assassinate the president, but things have gone significantly different than originally planned. Edgeworth utilizes his Mind Palace chess set to beat the truth out of Knightley and reveal that President Huang was actually a cowardly lion of a man. After much debate and examination of the plane and the guns, Edgeworth succeeds in revealing that Knightley is the one who murdered Rook, and the assassination attempt was a false flag. Surely from here on out, Edgeworth will just have a normal week. Right? No. So, uh, this is the first case of the 
game. And uh, again, for a little bit of context, we talked about this last episode, but if you weren't here for it, uh, this is the only Ace Attorney game that has not been translated uh, into English. So we are playing a fan translation of this game here. And uh, the fan translation does its best job to, you know, kind of localize names on their own. So in this case, like a character like Nicole Swift, that is, you know, a name invented by the fan translators to kind of match the naming stylings of the existing Ace Attorney localization. Uh, But otherwise, it keeps all the previous names. And uh, yeah, so this is kind of our first tutorial case. The creators of the game said uh, in some reading I did with uh, an interview they did with 4Gamer, that uh, they wanted to make a first case that felt like a final case. Uh, So you have essentially two segments here of this case, in which first you are investigating the attempted assassination outside in the, like, you know, beach area of Gord Lake, like right by the water where the plane, where the the water plane (laughs) is parked, you know? Um, And then you go inside the plane to speak to the president and the bodyguard and start to drill down into who killed uh, Rook. So, uh, yeah, starting with this crew here. uh, Let's see here. Let's go around the table and talk and see who who had strong feelings about this one. Uh, Tiago, did you enjoy this first case? I'm, like, looking back, and I'm like... Looking back at no. Looking back <clears throat> at you. Um, here's <clears throat> it's interesting. I I don't know if I dislike this case. I just like it didn't really make a strong impression on me. <clears throat> it was a tutorial case. I don't think a tutorial case has made a strong impression on me, except for the tutorial case in Game Three because that had Dahlia Hawthorne. Right. Uh, uh, how about getting hit in the head with a fire extinguisher? Okay, I think you know, that's arguably that... the thing that's made the most impression on us throughout this <laughs> okay, entire that's, game series. Yeah. Dead ass, that's fair. I can never look at a fire extinguisher the same way. Um, I here's my thing. Um, you hesitate to put out a fire now. I <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna burn alive. Um, <laughs> here's here's my thing about like this game and like uh, probably the, the like the Miles Edgeworth series, right? Is that like. By its very nature, all the cases are connected into a hierarching uh, plotline. And we can already see the like the beginning of another hierarching plotline because we have like all these fucking hooks being set up with Shelley the Killer and our good friend Kay Faraday being back as the Atikarasi or the president of Zengfala. And it's like, I kind of miss the like one-off stupid cases from the OG Ace Attorney series. I missed it when we were just defending... Who's that game? Yaki Teriyaki? Who's that (laughs) (laughs) That kid? Close enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I... I I feel like I miss Case of the Week scenarios where, like, all of this is connected. It's... I don't have anything against it. It's just that, like, I yearn for, like, stupid bullshit. And I feel like... I want that silly little... Yeah, I want some silly one-off cases. And, like, I'm not getting it. I know I'm not getting it. That's not what this meal is about. It's not Silly on the little, menu. like, low-stakes cases that are just, like, to get your feet in the pool. Exactly. Now, does that mean I dislike this case? No, I thought it was a perfectly fine case. I didn't have any trouble with, like, any of the logic, except for, like, maybe one part, but that was because I was too, like, lazy to think about the answer, so I just started brute-forcing it. <laughs> um, it was definitely, like, I know the piece of evidence I had, and I need to know, like, which, uh, like... Thing. He, I didn't care which statement he had because I was like, oh, my meter's full. I can just blast it all here. Fuck it. Um, sure. <laughs> and I was right to do so. Uh, overall, my That's case... That's what it's there for. My feelings about this case is that it's a perfectly fine meal. Nothing exemplary about it, but nothing bad about it either. It's filling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Steak and potatoes seasoned with salt and pepper. Yeah. Uh, did you feel strongly about it, Desi, uh, as we played through it? For the video? It was a lot. Yeah. About like three times it should have been like, okay, and that's the first case, and then it kept going. Right. Yeah, because it's divided up essentially into the two halves, right? The outdoor mm-hmm. segment and then the in-the-plane segment. But even then, the uh, outdoor segment has, a, again, also two halves in which you are examining the left side <laughs> of the stage and display area, and then the 
right side. Uh, so, you know, you, you kind of have to break all that up and then divvy down into each, each little yeah. investigation segment. But, um, did you, I guess, I guess I understand like they wanted this to be like directly after the last one, but like when you have time between when you finish the, that game and then the next game coming out, it's not, it doesn't like hit the same way. Mm-hmm. What about NPCs? Did you uh, enjoy any of the new characters that we met here in particular? Um, no, I don't really have any feelings one way or another. There wasn't anybody that was like, oh my god. I mean, Shelly, aka whatever. Shelly the killer? The killer, <laughs> dude. Shelly the Joe. The killer. Shelly the John. <laughs> Shelly the John Doe. Um, in his little pink ice cream outfit was cute. The animations uh, for that were really good, I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but n- I don't think anybody else was, I was, like, particularly, like, blown away by the, uh, was Huang? Yes, the president. Yeah, the president, um, a- after he, after all his Botox wears off. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> After God. he deflates. Yeah, when he deflates, I was like, oh, he can't cute like that, though. <laughs> Uh, all righty. Well, yeah. Uh, Rose, how did you feel about this case overall? Um, I I thought that it had some interesting uh bits to it. Um, completely blindsided by logic chess. Uh, just was not expecting that to a whole be new game mechanic thing, to show up. <laughs> yeah, the thing that was going to be happening to me. So uh, very 90s, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. I wish it didn't have a time limit, because I hate time limits. But also, like, oh, yeah. you know, what can you do? Shout uh, out to Rose and I having timer anxiety. Yeah, I just don't like it very much. I like to think about it. Um, Can't you just I, hit, like, the pause button? I really liked seeing Shelly. Uh, that was fun. It's nice to see him again. He's still cool. Uh, yeah, he was pretty sick in this, honestly. Yeah, a weird, weird <laughs> way. He was. I was like, wow, they made him like really cool. Okay. Um, I thought some of the animations and character designs, while they weren't as like bonkers as you often get, uh, in Ace Attorney, I thought they were pretty nice. Um, the president, like when he deflates, like Des was saying, it, you know, it just kind of felt like all his the air came out of his balloon. And there's like a little animation where he tries to like push his cheeks back up into the like uh previous mm-hmm. like serious lion face that he had. Uh and it then they fall down and he looks sad. I thought that was cute. <laughs> Knightley had some fun animations, like uh, you know, a little bit of a revolver ocelot moment. Uh, right. here and there. Extremely which... Oh extremely... Yeah. yeah. That was just, wild. He just started spinning that gun and I was like, Oh buddy. I actually said, come the fuck on, as soon as he started doing it. I was like, yeah. okay. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure we all did when we played it the first time. <laughs> yeah. like, whoa! Whoa! Is that a motherfucking Metal Gear record? And yeah. also, Knightley just keeps firing bullets, like, right up against his forehead, just barely missing himself. Yeah, that like, animation, he's which very is fun. clearly, like, American-coded, which is funny, because this is America in, you know, we're in Japanifornia right now. Yeah. We're, we're in, um... The United States of Asia Rica. Asia Rica. Japan America is how we've been doing it. I know, right? but I wanted to try something. <laughs> you wanted new. to come up with a new one. I wanted to be a groundbreaker. <laughs> we should workshop that a little more. Yeah. Um. I actually. So, I actually just real quick wanted to talk about the characters. I actually love Nicole uh-huh. Swift. Oh um, yeah, she was here. It's the spunky girl characters. Here's, I really thought visually she was I she was cool. Yeah, really she looks cool. Visually. She has an eye fly jacket. Uh, her mentors are good friend Lotta Hart, who's never done anything wrong to us except for when she has fucked us over several times. Um, <laughs> she literally tried to get Miles uh in, put in prison, possibly executed for a murder he didn't commit. Yeah, but she wanted to be helpful, you know, so who could hate her? Um, I the there thing about Nicole. Oh, there is a scene where if you look at a signpost in the like when in in the audience area, it like names a bunch of locations from uh the first uh, game, like the last case of the first game, and Miles and Gumshoe are both just like, 
well, this sucks. <laughs> we don't want to be here. <laughs> I didn't know that. I missed it. Yeah. There's a lot of references to the <clears throat> older games. Yeah. Yeah. Miles uh, is just like, it hasn't been that long, has it? <laughs> and then they're both just like, oh, man. The thing about it for me is that Nicole Swift really gave off, like, for me personally, she gave off, like, new sidekick vibes. So I thought she was going to be the new sidekick. I, I was feel like I was faked out by her. Here's and my that... prediction. So okay. Kay immediately Wait, just fucking but... dodge rolls in across the roof of a van. I right. I have a feeling we're about to have the same prediction. Yeah, which is, and she is like, hey, Miles, remember how I wanted to form a girl group? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then you get another, like, spunky sidekick energy reporter girl. And you're like, okay, you're in the girl group later. I just, I was Remember also, the Yatsugarasu has to have three people. Yeah, blindsided by Kay. I just, yeah. Miles is like, it's been a week. And I'm like, we need a, it needs to be more time. I actually I, do, it, I actually it do happened, think it Everything be, happened too fast. Well, to be fair, uh, remember how the timeline in the first game was just fucked up? I straight up can't even remember it. Like, it's straight up. We did a flashback with inside a flashback, which was too much for me. We did so many flashbacks. There were like four, three of the four cases were flashbacks. Yeah. Now uh, you know it was worth it to see little Francisca and little Miles run around, but it was <laughs> silly. I think um they're gonna form a new group, and it's gonna be like Miles as angels, where like there's three spunky girl sidekicks who all want to steal the truth, I guess, and Miles is gonna be there being like, "I wish I was dead." And uh, <laughs> it's just normal just, miles. Just normal you miles. find the truth, and I'll send them to prison. Um, so uh, we we're kind of like jumping around like a lot in the plot of the the fucking case. The case is it breaks down pretty simply, which is oh, someone aimed a laser pointer at the president, and also a gun, two gunshots went off. Where it happened? Oh, someone shot the giant steel samurai balloon, and almost shot the president. But then, like, you find out that the laser pointer was a diversion because Nicole Swift was bribed by the Zangfa embassy to bring a laser pointer to a rally, which is actually kind of insane if you think about it. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's... Why did you ever agree to this? Well, uh, that's so nuts. She wanted a scoop, and the Zangfa embassy goes, I'll give you an interview with the president if you point a laser pointer at his head at a rally. I would never. That seems normal. That's how you get killed. <laughs> she then later goes on to say, I swear to God, I didn't know what was happening. It was like, no one told you... me it was going to be a murder. <laughs> like, you I... knew what was happening. She has no higher level functioning thought. She... <laughs> There's no way that she has ever been introduced to critical thinking. Because. I guess like, not. Anyone who is able to do 2 plus 2 equals 4 could see laser pointer plus president equal assassination attempts. <laughs> now, we oh, we do this whole rigmarole of like trying to find the person in the red hood, and there's two red hoods. There was Nicole Swift and John Doe, a.k.a. Shelly the fucking killer. And like, Shelly the killer's like, I wouldn't use a gun, knives are cooler. And I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> like, I am but a simple <laughs> ice cream salesman. Shelly the love... killer, you're so cool. Shelly the killer... Honestly, it was like an amazing pull I did not expect for this game. Because I actually think Shelly Shelly the Killer is the only person that like kind of got away with it, right? Like he's a, he's he's legit a killer, and we never was able to catch him. He's Don't a murderer. Yeah, he he bails later. He's an accomplice to murder. He's a, he listen though, like there's a definitely a little bit of like the noble assassin going on with him. I yeah, do love the, I do love you know? the, the noble, a villain with his own like he's got his code. code of honor. I love yeah. that. The lawful I'm evil. Into it. Uh, the thing that I love most about Shelly the Killer is that when you uh, talk to him, and he doesn't show any of his emotions, but his ice cream starts melting when he's sweating, you know? Right. And I loved great... it. That it little so ice cute. cream cone was very cute. That was a very smart way to bring, like, a, like a way to interrogate. I also love um, Nicole Swift's, like, interrogation sprite, where the bear trap on her backpack goes off and she fucking flips out. And I'm yes. like, why the fuck would you have that then? Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of really good animations in this. I was I was really struck by those. I think that was my main like takeaway. Also, again, just getting hit over the head with logic chess begin. We I like, think oh, yeah, there shit. were there were a lot of really fun visuals. I think in this case that um, 
have carried over like just in terms of what i pulled from it i just remember a lot of really goofy visuals and stuff should we like take a moment to discuss the logic chest because that's what i was about to bring up is yeah, yeah let, let's talk about the logic chest we've, we've gone around it for a little bit let's so let's break it down all right you're in tron uh-huh yes you're not, you're not wrong you go you're into in miles's mind palace and it looks like tron chessboard Yes. And you've got these, like, N64, you know, 3D chess pieces hovering behind you. In front of you. My stand. And so, yeah, so the camera pans left and right so you can see Edgeworth and the person he's interrogating. And essentially the way that the game mechanic works is, at first it was a little unclear to me as I was trying to figure it out. But basically you're trying to, you're given dialogue choices, you pick one. If you go down the right one, you will get a piece of evidence, which is not like physically necessarily manifested, but you get this piece of evidence. You can go back to a different dialogue tree, follow that one down, and apply the evidence to that dialogue tree. However, the main thing is that, A, you have to do this a certain number of times, the conversation can change, and you have a timer. So it's, it's kind basically, of like yeah, it's like the it's like cross examination, but like they have like different layers of new stuff on it. Right, right. There's almost like two layers to it, where you choose the first option, mm-hmm. and then once you've ch- chosen that first conversation option, there are then two options within that to answer. And if you have a piece of evidence, one of those is going to like essentially break you through to the next conversation piece. Yeah, and it goes based on like how like emotionally charged the person is at the time whether you keep talking or if you just let them keep talking right so if they're angry or upset certain sometimes you will need to back off and just let them calm down and if they like show weakness then you want to push through and and utilize your your piece of evidence at that time so there's a little bit of watching their language and their animations and their sprites um it's not too hard you know but um, what's really great then is then after you break through, they have, like, say you have two chess pieces. They have two chess pieces as well. Uh, and then your chess piece, once you break through uh, a portion of the conversation, it will, your chess piece will fly forward and spin and hit their chess piece and it will explode it's like <laughs> into when you polygons. Take, like when you take somebody's chess piece, you just pick it up and move it to the side. But in this game, if you take their chess piece, you literally launch it out of a fucking rocket launcher and they explode <laughs> i think uh, it's a polygons i think for me personally that this whole thing reads as like one of those like fucking instagram videos where they go quick psychology hack to trick out people if you just shut up and let the other person talk they'll spill all the beans and that's literally <laughs> what happened like you just yeah you literally people just hate sat people there. hate silence exactly <laughs> they want to fill silence in with noise so they end up talking more than they should you just sat there and was like alright I'll simply just wait until they say something that's like uh, incriminating and Nicole Swift goes I I don't have a laser pointer and you go well then did I mention a laser pointer hmm checkmate idiot <laughs> checkmate atheist checkmate atheist <laughs> um yeah, this mechanic's dumb. I love it though because it reminds me of like. I kept getting a... lost in the dialogue trees. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. no, there aren't that many. They're not that complicated, and I'm already lost. I just waited until the other NPC was like calm, and then I said like, "Hey, but aren't you a dumbass?" And they go, "Oh, well, uh, maybe." And then you got me. <laughs> and then you got, and then their fucking chest piece dies or whatever. It's it's a strange mechanic because there's really nothing like it in ace attorney like everything even the psycho eye attack right like that had like that was goof that was goofy goofy. yeah but like it didn't introduce a chess piece you know what i mean like all the other mechanics (laughs) in ace attorney have been like so far well never mind i actually just remember the fact that we read people's minds at the magatama yeah there's literally multiple (laughs) cases of actual magic yeah this is just miles is weird i think Miles just really loves the mystery of checks boxing by Wu Tang Clan, and has been thinking mm-hmm. about that for a long time. Uh, there's, n- I'm, re- I, I know you're making a bit, but there's literally no way Miles Edgeworth has ever listened to Wu Tang Clan 
That man <laughs> has never heard a single so verse of right. rap in his life. You are I, so correct. I know what I really wish. Like, if he was a JoJo character, his stand would be <laughs> the mystery of chess boxing. And then, like, he'd fucking kill the other person like, in court. Like, Nicole Swift says, like, oh, this is just like the Wu-Tang Clan song. And Miles listen, Edgeworth Miles is like, Edgeworth, what listen, kind Miles of clan Edgeworth is this? Miles Edgeworth is the kind of guy who everyone would say, there's no way that this guy likes to steal samurai. And here we are. So what the fuck do you know? Oh, uh, good point. <laughs> well, like, he likes to steal samurai because the steel samurai in and of itself is kind of, like, old-fashioned, right? Because it's a samurai. It's a champion of justice. He's a champion of justice. So, like, maybe if he could just... Do you think Miles Edgeworth would watch, like, old kung fu movies? Maybe that's no, how he, he just likes Sentai. Uh, he would just what? He just likes Sentai. Uh, <laughs> I know what you said, but my brain is poisoned. I know, I know what you thought I said. <laughs> my brain is poisoned. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish he listened to Wu Tang Clan. Now, Phoenix, though, that dude fucking loves Wu Tang Clan. I could feel it in my bones. <laughs> He plays it on the piano at the, at the he plays, club. He plays and crash rules everything around me at the, fucking, <laughs> at the Borscht Club. Okay, we gotta go back to Miles Edgeworth. Yeah, we're, we're getting off me. <laughs> okay, uh, Miles Edgeworth. Losing ourselves. Miles Edgeworth yeah. loves 3D chess, alright? he lo- The only episodes of Star Trek he watches is where they play 3D chess. Um... For some fucking reason, I, like, I I was really focused on the fact that the enemy had different chess pieces. Like, they had a mm. horse and a rook, and I was like, does this mean anything? Oh, a my knight. Horsey. A knight, my bad. Um, I was really looking into the meaning of why they had different chess pieces. Like, why did I have a pawn and they had a knight? And I was like, does this matter? Is this, like, a hint for what I'm supposed to do? Should I, like... No, I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that, like, any piece can take any piece, so even though a rook is technically, like, less powerful than, say, like a like a rook or a bishop or something like that, it's still possible to, to overcome. That's true. I, I was just reading into meaning that clearly was not there, because at a certain point, I was like, fuck it. Let me just, uh, blast through this thing with the power of brute force. Right. I thought that too at first, and then I was like, "Oh, never mind. That's not important at all. It's literally just a visual." Yeah, it's a strange. I was so ability. focused on the buttons because I was like, "I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time." So like, I didn't really get. To yeah, that's look where the stress the comes from because you sometimes, yeah, you have to wait for them to do something, or you have to wait for them to talk, and your timer's still going, just like trying to pressure you into making a mistake. The timer actually only runs. When you're in this like button select screen, mm-hmm. but that's not what my brain tells me. My brain tells me the timer is running all you're the on, time. You're on the clock. I know that's not true, but ah, blah. Uh, Hopefully so, they don't make me do that for too long. Oh, <laughs> get so they ready for the rest whole... of the game. <laughs> yeah. So they introduce this whole new chess mechanic. You use it on, uh, as your in this outer area here, basically. And, uh, the main, like, conceit of this outer area is tracking down the person in the Red Hood, you know? And as you are, like, all the evidence is pointing towards Nicole Swift, and you are about to take her in, and then Knightley comes out, uh, one of the bodyguards of the president, and he's like, well, hey, hang on. Uh, you know, the president's safe and all that stuff, but so I can give you the good news is that you know, Cole Swift, she's not guilty of killing the president. Yay. Unfortunately, though, uh, Rook is dead, so she probably killed Rook. Oh, and then Shelly to killer is like, Well, hang on one second here, I don't think this is over yet. And he puts a knife to Knightley's throat and threatens everybody and says, All right, Violet, you gotta go inside the plane. We gotta go inside this plane. We gotta figure this out because I want I want Miles Edgeworth to solve this because something's not right here. He's like, this doesn't strike me as as correct. I don't think Nicole did this. And you're like, oh, to kill her. Oh, you're kind kind all right. What's going on here? <laughs> I, this is the second time he has coerced a member of the court to solve a crime. Yeah, <laughs> this is the second. Good for him. Why does he keep doing? Like every time he does a murder, he's like, "Oh, by the way, uh, please send me either one prosecutor or one attorney to solve this. Otherwise, I will kill again." Yeah, 
<laughs> He's just doing his thing. What a, what a nice civil servant, making sure the law gets passed <laughs> properly. Hey, I like his, his reasoning was straight up just like, yeah, uh, Rook managed to, he made me bleed my own blood. Um, so we're going to find out he didn't deserve to uh, die like this because he was such a cool guy. Right. He's like, like, I have respect for my enemies. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay. You're very cool. Remember when you kidnapped my teenage sidekick and she almost starved to death because she didn't eat for 12 <laughs> hours? Dude, she almost, she almost expired, Rose. 12 hours. Probably not even. I bet that if you didn't eat for 12 hours, you would die too. I would be pretty grumpy, but I would not <laughs> die. I have gone for 12 hours without eating before. Let's all do an experiment starting now. We don't eat for 12 hours. I went, <laughs> I went to art school, buddy. It's been significantly longer than 12 hours since I've eaten something. <laughs> That's true. Uh, fucking, yeah. So Shelly the Killer puts a knife up to this dude's neck again. Um, and, and we head into the plane. And we head into the plane. Horace Knightley, very important note, has a neck brace on. And the reason he has a neck brace on is because this is the second attempt that Shelly has tried to kill the president at. And before uh, Shelly apparently, like, gripped Horace's neck so hard he required a neck brace. But then Ethan Hurok managed to, like, shoot him in the arm. And that's why yes. his left arm is out of commission. And that's why Shelly the Killer is like, Ethan Rook is the hottest man on this side of the Gord Lake. And I'd be <laughs> damned if Miles Edgeworth is him. also on this side of Gord's, Gord Lake. <laughs> yeah, but every time Miles Edgeworth holds a gun, he thinks about elevators and passes out, okay? So, like... That's he, true, yes. <laughs> he's he's very, um, like that. He's a wayfish man. He, he's not someone who has constitution, I would say. He's just, he's all shoulder pads. Nothing but shoulder pads all the way up. Uh, we onto the plane, we investigate some more. Nicole Swift is there and is like, don't let Horace Knightley take me away. I know I pointed a laser pointer at the president, but I didn't do it, I promise. And you're like, I believe you, uh, reporter girl. Also, I I don't even know if Miles knows her name. Um, <laughs> you Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Gumshoe's outside because he's getting the cops ready to try to pincer around uh, Shelly the killer. You know what fucks me up? Is that when you're investigating the plane... There is a lever on the table that goes to, like, a trap door that releases from the bottom. Why the fuck? That never comes up. They never in, they yep. never talk about the trap door again. Yeah, we It's just of... supposed to be, like, look how cowardly he is. He has all these escape plans. They introduced... In case, <clears throat> in case something goes wrong. They introduced a trap door, and I didn't get to use it. What the fuck? Yeah, what? Don't no. put a trap door up on the mantelpiece if you're not gonna put this is like, a trap door. You can't just introduce Chekhov's gun and then go, yeah, we'll never fire that thing. That fucks me up. It's a trap door. <laughs> we never use it. Not only that, but like straight up Shelly the Killer says, don't hit that lever. I'm standing on the trap door. If you do, I'll kill Horace Knightley. And like, he doesn't even use it to escape. You solve the mystery, and Shelly the Killer goes, well, no, before you solve the mystery, Shelly goes, I've seen all I need to see, I know the truth. And he just leaves through the front fucking door! Yep. <laughs> just fucking dips! Yep, nope, the lights go out, and he just bails out, out the front door. And he took he, the- He knocks Miles unconscious once again. He I, gets a cool e exit, like, graphic, yeah, though. Yeah, cool. it was so cool. I straight up didn't know that Miles was knocked out. I think I thought he just fainted. I thought he just fainted this is our, when the lights This cut. is our um, podcast time to take a break and say, if you pass out, you need to go to the fucking doctors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you got hit in the head by a by a, an assassin, please visit your local hospital. Yeah. If you get hit in the head and you pass out, you need to go to the doctors. If you just pass out, you also need to go to the doctors. Wait. Because it could be a heart issue. Is that mm. true? Yes. I When I was trying to skip school one day in middle school, I lied to the nurse and said I passed out. And she was like, "Yeah, there are cardiac issues that can sometimes cause a lack of oxygen to get to your brain, so you pass out." Yeah, she didn't believe me, so I had to continue going to school. She was like, <laughs> "I did, did you did you pass out?" And I was like, "Yeah, totally." And she goes, "What did you think about?" And I was like, "I don't know. I guess I was dreaming." And she goes, "You didn't go. You didn't pass out. Go back to class." I have I have passed out, but only from a high fever. In which case, you know, should probably go get that checked. Also, um. 
So if you pass out at all for any reason, go get go see your doctor. Yeah, go get that checked out. Uh, Don't assume it's fine. Yeah, giving out more medical advice than I expected to on this podcast. <laughs> it's pretty basic medical advice. I don't think we're uh, doing anything. I don't think we're bringing here. any new. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but if something seems wrong, go get yeah. it checked out. Yeah, and also, like, don't use TurboTax. I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> they they have a chokehold well, on... Hold they, on. They have a, they have a chokehold on the, uh, the, the, the lobbyists who insist that we have to do our taxes a certain way. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck TurboTax. So you're looking at uh, the desk of the president, <laughs> yeah, look, and sure you're <laughs> examining all the documents that they've got there, and there's, like, a whole bit where you have to deduce that um Knightley and Rook switched places because of the injury that Knightley sustained with his neck. And so that starts to open things up about who could have been where and who could have done what. Yeah, who shot the gun at what angle. And after the killer then bails after he's like, you know, he's like, I I've seen everything I need to see. Uh and he leaves, then the president pops out of his safe room in the front of the plane or back of the plane. Uh, so you then start to get to actually talk to president Huang and he is a big buff guy, uh, in a purple suit that is essentially painted on to his enormous muscles. Um, he looks like, like a skin tight, like yeah. literally like barely looks like a dragon ball Z character basically yeah. here. Um, and, uh, we get a little bit of a tasty morsel, a little dangling of extraterritorial rights, uh, just in front of us. Everyone gets a PTSD flashback. Uh, Yeah, and, uh, yeah, everybody takes damage noise, (laughs) yeah, from, from here. I actually think it's fucking hilarious that we somehow went immediately back to extraterritorial rights. Start fucking sweating. Like, you thought there'd be, like, a, like a, like a space, like, in the bit, right? But then we have immediate payoff for another exitorial rights case. Yeah. And and also it's then, like immediately swatted off the table. And this is also when you do uh 12th dimensional mind chess on the president as well and convince him that no, this extraterritorial rights do not apply here because this gun came from outside plane. So Edgeworth can keep investigating. Because the president was like, nope, you got to stop investigating Edgeworth. And uh, Edgeworth is like, but have you considered straight up you comes from outside? <laughs> Miles Edgeworth traps him in his genjutsu, and uh-huh. the president has to admit that he's incorrect. And he literally deflates and turns into like this cowardly line esque character. Uh, like, he turns into like a cowardly line. He's like a little chubby. Yeah, he's literally like the cowardly lion with his like little like floppy cheeks. His and... floppy cheeks they, like look like jowls, and I think that's the thing that like confused me the most about his design is that when like his cheeks fell, he looked more like a he looked too much like a lion as opposed to like a human being. I thought he looked like, too much like, like a pulled lion, it exactly from the lion from the Wizard of Oz, like the exact same facial features. Yeah, I thought he looked too much like a lion the entire time. I thought. Beforehand, he looked like a uh, he looked like a like a Saint Seiya character. He was just so fucking buff and huge. <laughs> uh, but like his facial structure matched that of a human's. Whereas when he deflated, it like he developed these jowls that like looked like lion jowls. And I was just like, "Is this man? Is he a lion? Is he a furry? Did we? Is he the first furry in fucking? Is he Ace anthropomorphic? Attorney? Is he anthropomorphic, Your Honor?" um so i actually like this you know it's fun when the character has like a breakdown and their breakdown changes their design uh it's nice it's cool and then like the president is like yeah i'll admit it we faked the assassination so i looked cool and i'm just like are you fucking kidding me like a dude died ethan's dead ethan not not agent rook ethan is dead you know yeah they're they're like well we only fired one bullet to fake the assassination where'd the second bullet come from that had to be nicole swift obviously she had to be the real assassin and she just shot rook instead of the president uh which doesn't really make a ton of sense 
<laughs> no, yeah, it makes but that's zero their, sense. But that's their that but was, that's their argument. Yeah. Oh, she just got she just got real excited and brought her own gun. Yeah. And killed him because just because like no no buddy this is not going to hold up for real. So yeah, earlier when you first uh, came into the plane, you briefly had to hand over all of your evidence to Knightley for essentially for examination because he's like you can't bring you know your your ex- investigation's over. We're taking over from here on out. Hand me all your evidence. We're going to take over. Edward's like okay, and then you know you prove to the president I should get to keep investigating. And you ha- you have the whole breakdown, and it feels like once that it's revealed as a fake assassination that we should be moments from wrapping everything up. But instead we have to go at it with Knightley for like three more testimonies with him um, yeah. to really kind of break down all of his counter-arguments just against like, Nicole Swift. He just and also, like, hold it. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got you figured out. I know what you did. Right. Uh, and so the final thing that you really have to kind of break apart here is the switcheroo with the guns. Uh, and the, what happened was when you handed your guns over to Knightley or your, your evidence over to Knightley, the gun was included in that. And that is when he essentially did a, a, a swap and tampered with the evidence and was able to modify the bullet, you know, and the laser sight on there. He moved the laser sight from one gun to the other because they were the same model of gun. So we have that that whole kind of swap here, and you're like, well, you did it when you took all the evidence from me. And uh, that's when you finally start to break down Knightley. And he does, like, a bunch of gun twirls and fires a bunch of bullets off. And he knocks, like, a gazillion, like, references onto his head for his breakdown an- animation. Like, the mm-hmm. thinker falls on his head, like, yeah. a whole bunch of items from previous cases. Uh, like conk him out as uh, as he's doing his final breakdown animation here. Um, did anybody get stumped on this for for this one, <laughs> or was this? I had a little. Did, did, you you had already figured it out in advance. I was just trying to figure out how to prove it. Yeah, I'm... I was just sort of clicking around. <laughs> there was... I figured it out. I felt so smart during this case. This... Yeah. I was figuring stuff out before Ben and Ira were. I was like, damn, this never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I so this is the exact moment where like I was like I know the guns clearly the like piece of evidence I need to put this man away, but I don't care which statement he's saying because this is probably the last testimony. So I just started mashing it. I just was just like ah whatever, the gun fits against one of these statements, and uh, it worked because I was right. Uh, Sounds like based on what everybody's telling me here is that this case went on just a smidge too long. I I would say that this case went on a smidge too long. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, I felt like there are three parts of this that it would have been like, okay, this is where it's done, and I, it keeps going. I think that, like, having having us investigate the assassination attempt of the president, as opposed to just having us investigate the death of Ethan Rook from the beginning, really made this case be, like, a little longer than it needed to, because, this like, we did have to realize the assassination attempt was fake, but... After we realized it was fake, y'all just, like, threw some more shit on top, and I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I'll go through this, too. I just think that, like, I like Horace, because his whole thing is chess as well. He even does, like, a little hand motion where he goes, hmm, I'm playing chess inside my mind. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he had some nice, nice animations, although he does keep pointing the gun at us which is rude he apologizes for that though so he's cool. yeah well still rude, <laughs> i think my favorite thing about it though is the fact that like when you catch him off, when you catch him off guard in a statement he like shoots almost himself in the forehead like it whizzes past his face and mm-hmm. like you then go oh wait horace you've been refilling your gun this entire time right and he goes yeah i've been popping this thing off like a while now so like we we recognize <laughs> that this man just has a live weapon and has been fucking shooting it during his testimony. Sure has in an I, airplane with the president. <laughs> yeah, with the president, there's so many fucking holes in this plane it can't take off. Like we have to get a new plane, you asshole. I know, yeah. right? And like 
the motivation for Knightley feels a little weak to me as well. Oh, it's weak as hell, dude. He he just he wants to be the lead bodyguard over Rook, and it's like, and he feels I, that Rook is too weak. I feel like he just sucks. Like he I, just so, wants to kill people, and here we all are. And like we do, we do like the killer was actually out to kill the president. He was hired by somebody to kill the president, but it happened before this actual case uh, that he made that attempt. And that's why Knightley was in the neck brace and all that good stuff. So clearly we're setting up a bunch of stuff with Zhang Fa still. So I'm, I'm wondering if there will be more going on here. You know, like if, if this is going to be setting up, you know, Central plot pieces. Are we going to see Knightley again? Are we going to see the president again? Are we going to see the killer again? I think all those things probably going to see could, uh, Agent could Lane be likely. Again, right? Wait, Ben, have you played this game before? No, no. no. As we described, oh, as as wow. we described last episode, yeah, this is this is my first time um, mm-hmm. playing this case. So Desi and I, uh, normally I've played every other Ace Attorney game. This is my first time playing this, so. I don't know exactly what's going to happen here. Now, unfortunately, due to the fact that I have to prep for this game, um, and also that I have been on the internet for a long time, there are still some details that I, I have rough ideas. I've seen character designs, that kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't know the nitty gritty details, right? I don't even. I don't even know the rough overarching plot. I know, but I do know a few other people who will show up later, and. I knew about to kill her in this case because I had seen his sprite before, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing prep work and that kind of thing. So uh, I, I'm doing I'm doing my best to avoid spoilers. Um, but if I if ever I make predictions, I'm don't worry. I'm I'm responsible enough not to do like informed predictions here. Um, I gave my prediction based off of like nothing. Um, I think uh, the wolf guy from Zeng Fa is going to show up again in Lang. Uh, I think Just said uh, that. <laughs> what? Oh, I said that, but uh, okay, I think well, we can have the same prediction. We can have the same prediction. <laughs> I think, um, I think somehow we have to end up like defending Callisto U for some shit. I don't know. Why not? Right? Fuck it. Uh, we're going to. Assemble... So you think everybody's coming back? I think everyone's coming back. I think we're assembling a new Yatagirasu. Uh, it's gonna be girl group. Hey Faraday, Nicole Swift. Uh, every time I say her name, I'm thinking about Taylor Swift. Um. Taylor and Swift is actually going to be the third leg of the... Yeah, you have sure to go out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, she'll use her hacking prowess to fucking break into buildings, just like uh, the previous Yatsugarasu. Um, and we're just going to solve another fucking conspiracy around the Zeng, the Republic of Zengfa, because... I don't know, man. Why the fuck do we have so much authority? I'm just... A, like, I'm literally just a prosecutor. But I'm also the smartest prosecutor in Japanifornia, I guess. I mean, come on, listen. The very first bit of this case, right, is so funny when they're like, "The president, the president was almost assassinated. We got to get the one man who can do the job, Miles Edgeworth." And then you get that dramatic graphic of him putting on his coat with the light behind Everyone him and the wind image. billowing. It's so funny, right? The one man who could solve this man. mystery. Why oh. is Miles not head prosecutor yet? Like, honestly. Actually, that is the prediction I wanted to make. Uh, earlier in this case, they mentioned the chief prosecutor because he's the one who, like, brought Miles to the event. I think the chief mm-hmm. prosecutor is going to turn out to be a corrupt again because the last one was corrupt. I think we're just going to have a situation where every chief prosecutor is corrupt, so we got to have, like, a new prosecutor to kill. <laughs> we'll kill him in with our chest bombs. Okay, that's me. That's all right. That's me prediction. All right. Well, I think that just about does it then for this case. Unless anybody else had some last thoughts before we wrap up here. Uh, but I yeah, think so I'm good. I that was turnabout target. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, this was a very basic case. It was a little too long in the tooth, but like. We we figured out the assassination of Spike, and then Horace Knightley killed his uh, boss because he just wanted his job. Which, by the way, just apply to a new job. Just fucking just go somewhere else, man. Find a new company. Or this kill is your not, boss. Or kill your. This is not the only security guard company in town. This can't be. Like, there's other states. <laughs> just like find a new life, man. Jesus. Um. Yes. Anyway. Uh. 
I like this case a lot. I like Nicole Swift. Well, I don't know if I like this case a lot. I think I enjoy Nicole Swift and Kay Faraday because they're my friends. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my friends. I don't enjoy uh, not my friends. Makes sense to me. Sounds good. All right. Well, then I think that'll do it for us with this case. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod and on co-host under the username Ace Attorney to stay up to date on our latest episodes, as well as the YouTube uploads of Desi and Iroh and I playing through the game. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and co-host at Yotzebet. Desi, where can people find you? Uh, at yes, this is Des on Twitter. And Tiago? Tiago S. Dutra on Twitter. And Rose? Uh, you can find my art at Trauma Arts on Twitter, and you can find me uh, being a little more normal on uh, co-host at Rose Nonsense and Tumblr at Rose Nonsense. <laughs> All right, no one well, asks for normal Rose. Yeah, we all want weirdo Rose. It's 2023. Well, it's time okay, for us all to be normal, a little bit more unhinged. Normal Rose is the weirdo Rose, and Art Rose is the one who never posts. So see, hang out with me on co-host instead. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you will rate and review us on Apple Podcasts Please. and Spotify or your favorite podcast platform. Next episode, we will be playing the second case of Ace Attorney Investigations 2, which is the Imprisoned Turnabout. We're literally going to go time. visit Callisto U in the next one, is my prediction, actually. I forgot the fucking... <laughs> go visit her in prison. I forgot the fucking <laughs> title of the next episode was Imprisoned Turnabout. That's the most we're going to jail thing I've ever heard. All right, we'll find out then. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.